Good morning, friends and family. I don't know if I actually have any family who are listening to this. So friends that are family and family that become... Nope, family don't become friends. They probably... Anyway, g'day everyone. How are you? Episode 79 of Simply Complicated, the podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about feelings and that our feelings don't always need to be actioned. Like we can feel something and not necessarily do anything, which has been groundbreaking for me and really challenging. And I know that if I'm moving through this and um, finding something really like, whoa, that means that many of my clients and my friends and you guys, who are also some, many of you are my clients and friends, um, will find it just as exciting as I did. Before we get into the actual episode though, I wanted to talk to you guys about a brand that I partnered with for the next little while, and that is Vitable. It's www.vitable.com.au, and they are basically personalized vitamin packs, and they're all quality Australian vitamins, and they're made especially for your nutritional needs, which I think is really cool. I 100% would not have been taking this many vitamins and supplements for the like month that I have been if I had to go to separate containers like I just wouldn't do it and my bench you know when I have tried to do it has been super cluttered so I personally found the fact that you go on you do a quiz so you go to their website you do a quiz it's a bunch of questions based on your lifestyle your needs and what your biggest areas of concern are like your highest priority things that you'd like support with and they tailor a little vitamin pack which is also compostable to your needs which is sweet the health quiz that you do is backed by science there's under you're under like no obligation to try but if you know you're curious like I was when they approached me I was like hmm I'll give it a go and have a look. And honestly, everything from soup to nuts has been so seamless. They've looked after me every step of the way. Their customer service is amazing. Use the code Katie30 to get 30% off your first month. And as always, if you're ever concerned, check with your doctor before starting anything if you want. But I found it super easy, super affordable. And yeah, just go and take their online assessment. And by using my code KD30, that also supports me to be able to do um, these podcasts and keep doing the things that I love and sharing these things with you. As always, I only ever support brands that I use or would personally recommend because honestly, you don't make enough from them um, to ever jeopardize ruining my trust with you guys because that is the most important to me. So I'll only ever share brands that I personally use, love, and would recommend to anyone. So now time for the podcast. Here we go. So one of the hardest and most challenging, but also revolutionary and groundbreaking things that I think supported me in being able to live alongside my anxiety, even thrive, thrive alongside my fears and 
predisposed compulsions, I guess, um, was realizing and not only just becoming aware of it, but also implementing the fact and living through it, the fact that I could feel something and not do anything about it. Like I could experience an emotion, a desire that would have ultimately uh, governed my next step and not do anything about it. And so to walk you through some examples of what they might be, like if I was triggered by something or experiencing an anxiety attack, anxiety is often people who are anxious, like we're trying to solve the problem. We don't like how that feels. We have an internal response. Our whole nervous system becomes heightened, like all lights are off in our brain. We're triggered, we have an attack, or we have um, a flood of feelings, and our wiring tells us to solve the problem, do the thing, fix this, change it, control it, micromanage it, whatever you need to do to make this feeling go away, right? So a lot of our time when we're in an anxious period or, you know, if you're just experiencing anxiety in general, and I remember a healthy amount, like a certain amount of anxiety is super healthy. Like we should respond um, with a heightened sense of awareness to a lot of life's, you know, day-to-day situations or circumstances. Hello, COVID. Thanks for joining the chat. Um, when it comes to things that are meant to stress us, stress us out or put us on high alert, totally normal. Anxiety is most definitely not the enemy, which we know here. It's one of our friends, but when it brings its heels in and starts clip-clopping around the place, it's really important to remember it's how we choose to interpret that feeling and what we do with it. Wow, lots of planes coming over at the moment. Um, How we choose to interpret that feeling and what we do next within that pattern that creates our life. So I know for me, in terms of areas where my anxiety would govern my next step would be like if my attachment style was activated, if my health anxiety flared for some reason, like when the boys were sick when they were little. But now that I seem to have that under control, um, an area that I definitely notice feeling something and like as in the anxiety and the feelings and I'm triggered, um, that arises within me and you get that energetic flood and I want to act to fix it because it's so uncomfortable. I definitely acknowledge it and notice it a lot in terms of relating to other people. Um, But yeah, again, now that I understand like my attachment style and that feelings don't need fixing, they just need space to move, which is one of the most massive things for me as an adult. And that's probably one of the major reasons that I wanted to have this potty and have this conversation with you guys today was around that topic. So this morning I was driving in the car and I saw someone that I used to think was kind of nice and he was wearing a jacket and he looked really good in that jacket, right? Like we're not really talking, um, anymore not as in a bad thing there's nothing there's no beef but we're not like um communicating on the daily or anything like even on the weekly like we're just not talking okay um (laughs) anyway he was wearing a jacket and he looked really good in this jacket I've never seen him wear a jacket before 
especially not like that one across the road. And I had this flood, <laughs> flood of feelings come over me. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to text him and say, you look really good in that jacket. But I felt the feelings. I acknowledged that and I didn't do anything about it. I was like, we can f- just because we feel it doesn't mean we need to act on it. Now, my life with anxiety or anyone, like, I don't know if this applies to anyone. I can only speak for myself. Um, it's such a dance between acknowledging all your feelings and choosing when to act and when not to act. What des- deserves your attention? What doesn't? What feeling is uncomfortable and bringing information that is relevant to your present and what is relevant to your past? Now, knowing what I know, and I'm just talking you through this because I think it's important to see how, sorry, my sock's falling off and it's really bugging me. There you go. Happy feet. Really important to see how simple little things like this play out. And in my mind, it took me probably like 10 or 15 minutes to reel myself back in. You know what? This happened this morning at like 8.30 this morning. It's now quarter to one and I'm still thinking about it, but it's not bothering me now, but it's quite funny, you know, but this is what it's like for someone with an anxious mind who ruminates on thoughts. And I even saw it the other day, yesterday being the other day, um, on eight facts. I think it was on Instagram that and it was very validating because I often say it's around 60,000 thoughts a day. They said that we have between 12,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are repeated from the day before and most of them are negative. Now, I'm pretty good with most of mine not being as negative anymore. I'm pretty chill with that. I'm happy with that, but they're definitely repetitive. I love a cycle. I love repetition and our brains love repetition. It loves the same. So most of what we were thinking yesterday, we're probably thinking today. Um, Most of how we behave is in the same pattern as what we have the week before, the day before. And yes, our life um, lends to that often because we have to drop kids at school. We go to the same workplace, you know. We go to the same gym, we see the same people. There is a certain amount of repetition that's unavoidable. And I also like, I like my routine. It makes me feel safe. I like knowing what comes next. But this morning, I took myself for a totally different walk. I took my, I didn't do the normal thing. And I did it yesterday as well. I've changed up my routine, my morning routine. And it feels really good. It feels really, really good. And it's just something so simple that, um, invited a whole different way for me to feel. And I think that is because I'm actively trying to change some patterns. So with getting back to this, this man who looked really good in his jacket, you know, like the, I'm not going to tell you what his jacket was because if anyone knows who he was, but anyway, he looked really good in a jacket. Um, any of my friends listening, I didn't do anything. I didn't text. I didn't anything. I just let it go. But I acknowledged that pattern. My attachment system was triggered and that desire to reach out, to initiate a conversation, to um, connect, right? Which is totally normal. We have like connection is one of the highest human needs to feel seen, heard, appreciated and connected with one another was triggered. But this wasn't coming from a positive place like this would not 
bode well for me. Like nothing good would come from this. But I also had to get really honest with myself about that. And I've done that in the past. Um, But like if you've been playing along at home for a while, you know I love me a lesson that needs to be repeated. Five, 10, 20, you know, I like a lesson to be hammered home to me quite a few times. And I'm okay with that. I eventually get it. Um, And that's part of the human experience again. But the importance of realizing that it's safe for you to feel something and not act on it is a game changer. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, your brain's going to want to come up with 50 billion different scenarios as to why it would be totally okay like in this instance it would be totally okay to text it's totally cash like you're just saying they've got a nice coat doesn't have to mean anything you know it means something like you need to call yourself out right because it's like you know anticipating like knowing yourself like really knowing yourself like if you know that moving your body in the morning or is like something that you can do that makes you feel really good, right? You know it makes you feel good. However, you have a pattern of talking yourself out of it at 5.45 every morning when the alarm goes off or 4.45, you have a pattern of talking yourself out of that, right? You can anticipate that. If you actually want to make a change, you anticipate that um, sharp left turn that you're about to make and you know that your mind likes to talk you out of things, you know that your mind is going to tell you that your bed is just so comfy and it is so cold, or that the man in the jacket looks phenomenal and you should just tell him, right? You should just tell him and see what happens. No, you put a plan in place to not do that. You put a plan in place to not do that thing. So my plan this morning was when I had that little, oh, I was like, oh, yep. Yeah, okay, no, you don't need to do that. And so I went and walked somewhere different. And that gave me full clarity, helped my nervous system settle, right? It helped my, um, whatever that trigger was, move through me. And I'm talking to you guys about it now because I found it really profound. And it was that whole thing of we can feel the thing and not respond in the way that we have. We can feel something and not react, in the same way that we have. It's like you can, you know, I was listening. I just did a course actually with Mark Groves from the Create the Love. And he dives into it there that in terms of like attraction to other people, for instance, like um, you can be super attracted to someone and not act on it, right? If you know that that person is not good for you, Um, you don't have to respond. Like you can have all those tingly butterfly feelings. That doesn't mean that you need to go and act on it if that is not in alignment with your greatest goals. So in the morning when you wake up at 5.45 or 4.45 and the chatter starts, you don't have to listen. The desire to stay into bed, in bed, you can totally override that system. Just because you feel lazy or you feel cozy or you feel tired, it doesn't need to override your plan to get up and go for a walk. Seeing a guy who looks really good in a jacket 
doesn't mean that has to break your boundary that you've put up for your own, you know, clarity and moving forwardness and openness. It doesn't mean that you need to text them and let them know, even though you really wanted to, which I didn't and I won't because big picture here, you know, we can feel something and not act. Yes, it's going to be really, really, really hella uncomfortable. Yes, every single thing in your body is going to be wired to do the thing. But do you know how good it feels to be on the other side of that um, anxiety attack, that pattern, that trigger warning, that emotional flood, that um, roadblock that has always been there for you? I'm going to tell you, it feels good. It feels really, really good to start to understand yourself and know why these behaviors and patterns show up for you. And that even though it feels like you have no control over your emotions and your feelings, you totally do. Okay, so I'm not just going to leave you high and dry with just saying, just sit with it. Because no, I don't just sit with anything, just FYI. And I would never encourage anyone, actually, I find that quite triggering, um, when someone says, you've just got to sit with it. Well, technically, yeah, you do just have to let it be there. But I would find, oh, it just gave me shivers up one side of my body feeling, thinking about that. The idea that when you're in an anxiety attack, a full-on flood, um, you're experiencing big emotions, whatever you want to call it, whatever terminology, terminology that you use, that you're just going to sit there and, oh, it just gave me a chest pain. Honestly, the whole thing, just no, does not feel good to me on a sensory level. Um, that you're just going to sit there and cop it. No, we can get up, we can move through it, we can do things, but we're not going to avoid it. We're not going to set our life up to avoid feeling the way that we're feeling. We're not going to pretend that it's not there. We're going to be like, oh, yep, that's what that is. Acknowledge, ask, compassion, choose, right? Acknowledge that it's coming up for you. Ask why this is coming up for me or acknowledge that there's been a shift. Ask why this is coming up for me. Meet yourself with compassion because you're human and you're a beautiful compilation to every single thing that you've ever been through. And then you're going to make a choice and choose about how you want to proceed, right? So that's, you know, once you've done all of that, like usually for me, it's like going for a walk, cleaning out a drawer, um, like folding laundry, doing something where I am actively, I've acknowledged my nervous system shake up when I become a nervous system. And I gently bring myself out of the what ifs and the could be's and everything. Actually, Glennon Doyle mentions this in her latest podcast, and I love it. I move from the what ifs to the what is, right? I bring myself back to the present. What if to what is. That really supports me in moving through an anxiety attack. Now, something that really floored me because I didn't understand why. And I don't know why this didn't land when it, like at the very beginning, like over 12 years ago or something, when I started really doing work around this. But you know how 
often when we're moving through something and these big feelings, people are suggesting like meditation and breathing and all of this. And that always seems so fucking stupid to me, right? But when I realized that, because I'm like, no, but I need to solve this problem. I need to get rid of this feeling. Again, we're trying to fix it, right? What the breathing exercises, what the acknowledgement of what's in the room and that mindfulness techniques do is actually help calm your nervous system. And when your nervous system is calm and chill, then you can reevaluate and look at the problem, the trigger, the situation. I'm using inverted commas with um, like clearer, less judgy, less reactive eyes, right? So the whole idea when you're experiencing an anxiety attack or a flood or just big feelings, oh, I'm yawning. Oh, excuse me, but look, we're people and when I talk a lot, I yawn. Whenever we're feeling these big feelings, the idea is to calm the nervous system, right? I feel like so many people miss that bit of information. So that is why we suggest breathing. That is why we suggest those grounding exercises. It's not to solve the problem, whatever you deem the problem to be. It's to help you calm and settle your nervous system because that is ultimately what's been activated when you hit that fight or flight mode, that your nervous system is what has been activated when you feel that anxious attachment style be triggered or activated. That's what's been activated when you feel your abandonment wound play out or that health anxiety kick in or the claustrophobia kick in. Your nervous system is highlighted and on a high alert so the idea being with all of these beautiful exercises in terms of like movement, breathing, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with breathing, just counting your breaths is really beautiful. Counting in for four and out for four, that can be enough. Counting in for three and out for three, whatever it is that helps you settle your system, right? Maybe I should get someone on here to help talk about a whole bunch of ways for calming our farm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach out for that today. But I really find, found that understanding that you're not trying to fix the problem when it comes to talking yourself off the ledge in an anxious spiral or a triggered moment is what you're actually trying to do is settle your system. And then you can come at the issue from another angle and a more grounded place, right? So coming back to what we've been talking about today, if I like settling my system, I use movement today to help me redirect and move through that. If I was at home and I couldn't go anywhere, I would, you know, and what that actually was about that oh, I need to contact him. That was an attachment thing. Get activated, I guess, you know, like, yeah, I look great, but lots of people look great in suits and, um, and jackets and those sorts of things. And that's okay to acknowledge that I don't need to act on that. And I certainly don't need to tell him now that I've settled and calmed after that emotional flood has happened. Same thing with your exercising. If you're so dead against it, what you might need to do is give your little system a little boot, right? So it'd be, I'm just going to push through this feeling so that you can gift yourself what's on the other side. So for me, pushing through that feeling and that desire to reach out and start something there and start a conversation, a bid for connection. By not doing that, I gifted myself peace. 
by choosing exercise, you can then gift yourself those feel-good endorphins. You know, working what's on the other side of that uncomfortable emotion, that is what you're going for. And that uncomfortable emotion needs you to do nothing to fix it. You might be able to do some things to settle it because no one likes feeling like their heart's about to jump out of their throat. And I will never, like I mentioned, tell you to sit with it. We don't need to do that. We need to understand it a little and then we can help it through. It's like a guided tour of your body. It's like they, you've got an open house, right? Emotions are just energy and we're going to show them through your body is the house. You greet them at the door with that acknowledgement. Ah, you're going to give them a little guided tour so you understand them, you get to know them, you understand what their needs are, and then you're politely going to wait for them to leave. Right? Genius. So I know we've done a lot of like zigging and zagging, and I know I've used two specific examples in terms of like the guy in the cute jacket or the cute guy, well, the jacket, the jacket looks really good. Or the um, one was changing a habit to stop you from doing something and one was changing a habit and acknowledging feelings to encourage you to do something. Both of them involve feeling something and experiencing something and moving through it in a different way. So just because we feel an emotion, we have a response, we are triggered in some way, we do not need to act on it we can move alongside it we can move through it but we don't always need to act on it if you guys liked this podcast or anything in particular about this podcast please leave a five-star review even if you've already reviewed before Every single review and rating really helps bump the podcast up and it also helps me bring on um, a wider range of guests, which I'm always reaching out to to try and get us um, really great conversations. So the more ratings and reviews that we had have on your platform, the better it is for the podcast. <laughs> also, if you did enjoy this um, episode, please share it with your friends. And yeah, let me know. I will be back next week, hopefully with another ripping episode. And I'm not going to text. I promise. I'm not going to text. Love you guys.